Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. Today I want to talk about something that has been covered, but really hasn't been covered a whole lot. I know several people have talked about it recently, one of which was Jay Woodwolf of Woodwolf Pagan Circle on his podcast, Cauldron Brew. Right. And I thought it was an interesting idea, and you and I have talked about this, and we kind of came up with our own ideas. Yeah. So, the topic, now that I've confused everybody, (laughs) (laughs) the topic is the Council of American Witches. No, I was in Cleveland that day. I don't know. <laughs> right? Had my head in a tuna can. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this was a council that was put together in 1973. By a bunch of big wigs back in the day. Right. They had this idea that, I don't know that, that they could be a ruling body, but it would be like a council that people from around the nation could turn to. Right. My understanding, and I could be wrong here, all right? My understanding in reading through this stuff was this was sort of the equivalent of the Southern Baptist Convention. Okay. Not the Baptist Convention, the Southern Baptist Convention. All right. Which was a subgroup of a subgroup in this. Right. All right. Basically, it was a time to get everybody together and go, okay, here's our core beliefs. That this, to be part of this religion, you need to follow these things, is what they were trying to hammer out. Okay. And, you know, unfortunately, yes, it was the first attempt, and th- there was a lot of things that went wrong there, egos and beliefs puffed up against each other and stuff like that, which I'm really saddened about. I do think there's a better way of doing it. Okay. You know, just like we try to do on this podcast, try to keep it very vague and not very traditional centrist am i saying that right I, yeah i think so i feel like i'm not but basically to where the old guard tradition is not the central theme of what we're talking about on this podcast like i do in my classes right this is much more broader terms i'm using at least we hope so well, at least we hope so. <laughs> All right? that's what we're trying to do here and, and my point on this is this is the way i think this council should have been ran it should have been more broad we're going to follow these ethics and morals. We're going to follow these laws. We're going to use this as a creed, stuff like that. Okay. And it'd been nice if they would have came, you know, only came together like once a week or no, you know, one time, once a year for a couple of weeks or a week or so, or a couple of days. Right. We don't need nothing large. And yes, the bigger temples would need to maybe comp or help or sponsor smaller temples and coming up which might need to be done by the organization itself. Because, you know, you got a lot of temples. Well, you got a lot of priests and priestesses who have money who don't want to help other people out. But right. that's a different story. So they might need that so we can get some other temples involved in this, the ones that are actually in the dirt doing this stuff. Does that make sense? No. Oh, okay. Well, if you're including them... How how would you include, like, solitaries? How would they have representation? They wouldn't. Why not? Because this is for witches, not Wiccans. Mm. We've already made the establishment many times before that we actually draw a line in between them. Right. 
the council itself could have an argument if they could have someone to represent or a couple of people show up to represent the Wiccan community. But I think the Wiccan community needs to do their own council to define what Wiccan is. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, here's my problem with this is what in the world's going on now is you basically have two different belief systems going on that follow the same structure work sometimes. I don't know how to put that. Because there's a lot of commonalities between Wicca and the traditional community. Right. But there's a lot of things that don't make us the same either. Right. I think they need to define what it means to be Wiccan. Because for us, it's just anybody who falls under that eclectic label or is solitaire. We just automatically just chuck you in there. If you haven't been trained by an actual temple and initiated and stuff like that, you're not a traditionalist. Right. So I don't know. What would you think? So so basically you're saying that if we were to do another council, that it would strictly be covens, temples, churches. Yes. Ones that actually have the 501c3 and who's gone through all that trouble and not just somebody who flied by night just decided last week to start up their... Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we want reputable people. Well, now, one problem that I know that this council ran into was the fact that there were so many different belief systems. There were so many different covens. There were so many different individuals, solitaries. It was too difficult to try and have a council that included all these people. And I understand that. All right. But again, we, I, I think our elders taught us a lot, taught my generation, uh-huh. that generation X that came up in all this, taught us something different that they didn't have. And that main thing was not our religion, mm. not our tradition. Right. All right. To where in the world, a lot of us traditionalists now can sit down and go, okay, no, I don't believe this, but I do believe this. I don't believe this, what you believe, but I do believe this. And I think we can get down to a part to where we can sit there and go, okay, these things believed into makes you a traditionalist temple. And as long as you show that consistently, we will accept you as such. As soon as you drop below that standard, we're going to start asking questions as an organization. All right. And we could set it up just like the, the Baptist did where you have a Baptist convention and then you have a Southern Baptist convention. We can have a, our Baptist or our convention in which Wiccans and other traditions show up and we try to get down to even more basics. And then we can have, and then, but I still think we need that Southern Baptist or in our case, we'll have the pagan council and right. then we would have just a traditionalist council outside of that. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying there? Because even like when I'm talking about, when I'm talking about like Baptists and Southern Baptists, you understand just as much as I do. They don't really believe too much different in the things that they do believe that are different are not that much to make them fight. Right. It's just that the Southern Baptist Convention discusses those things that they know the other Baptists aren't, don't agree with or anything like that. And that's it. Pretty much, yeah. So you're not losing out anything by having these two different councils. Mm-mm. 
What you do get are standards of behavior and expectations of temples and covens. And you actually have somebody to go to and go, hey, these people, you know, I went to Lord Fartsalot's temple to take classes. There was 10 of us. He told two women to stay and the rest of us to leave. Does that not seem a little strange to you? <laughs> right. And then the council would yeah. be able to step in and, and go. And, 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 and make some type of. Make uh, an investigation. And, and see what's going on there. Because we have these bad behaviors in the community, and we do need a system to weed these people out. Right. I mean, I would hate to think that there is a high priest or priestess who's a child molester out there right now running a temple with a bunch of kids running around. Right. You know, or somebody's doing something they're not supposed to in the temple and giving us a black eye. We've, we've, we've got enough of that going on. Yeah, I mean, I do agree that we need... We need some type of ruling body. Right. Somewhere where they can say, yes, these are reputable teachers. They are going to teach you something, and they're just not going to be blowing smoke up your ass either. Right. You know, no, we're not getting into the nitty-gritties of each temple's teachings and stuff like that. But, yes, they are trained. They do have elders. That right. There's we've, that seal of approval. Right. We've vetted these people. And we, you know, we basically approve, like you said, that whole seal of approval. Right. You know, and I'm not talking about anything outlandish, all right? No, I don't think you should have 50,000 master's degrees in religion or something to be a high priest or priestess. Right. I believe you can study at a temple and stuff like that and learn everything you need to. Sure. So I don't think the standards should be anything beyond what somebody could do with a high school diploma. Am I making sense there? Yeah. And I mean, other people might have difference on that, but I, I think putting that barrier up just starts that elitist attitude again that we still have in the community. You know, I mean, because we still need to even talk about that. And this is somewhere we could talk about this as a group about those people in our own communities. Right. Our, because I, I'm not, fooling anybody we got traditionalists out there and they go around and they act like they all that in a bag of chips oh yeah and they need to be slapped (laughs) (laughs) y'all need to be a little bit more humble because i want to tell you i want to tell y'all something i learned a long time ago it's not about us it's about the new ones coming up behind us oh absolutely it's all about them it's all about them (laughs) It's all about them because they will carry on our traditions. Hopefully, yes. They will carry on our teachings. I mean, that's that's the goal. I, I know. We have to start teaching these morals and ethics. We need to start talking about these on these podcasts more. We need to start saying if this is moral or ethical. And we need some type of standard to do that from. The standard I've always heard on ethics and morals was keep your word accept responsibilities for your actions, and try to maintain balance. Right. I I don't see what's so hard about that. Then you have the laws of craft. They're written everywhere. The book of the laws. Right. Anybody can read them. Uh, Yes, we do believe that one must be initiated to invoke law. So, in other words, no, neophytes can't just come out and go, hey, yeah, they did it. We're going to look at you and go, okay, yeah. Right. And I don't mean to be mean, but the idea there is that they're still learning. So they don't 
they wouldn't have the knowledge to necessarily call out people on laws directly yet. Right. Well, Anything else I'm, you want to talk about, like the, the council itself? I, I like this idea, and I really wish we could get back together. But if it does happen, we need to make this more basic. Am I making sense there? No. If it was me running it, what I would do would be send out to the head or the of the most largest or whatever temples, mm-hmm. as many temples as I could, and say, what are your beliefs on these? And then start going through and seeing who, where the most common denominator is for all these different religions. Does that make sense? Like, like in Christianity, to be Christian, one must believe in the death and resurrection of Christ. Right. That's an easy standard. I'm talking about doing the same thing, but with craft, we just go to that. Well, the, the only problem I see with that is there's no registry. There's no directory. No. It, that's it, complete. I mean, even when Witchbox was around, it wasn't complete. No. Although it did list a lot. A lot. I, th- there was a lot of data there. Of groups and organizations and from around the country. And individuals, yes. Shops, all that stuff. Right. I, I love this. I really wish we could have know, it back. I know there's been some people trying to take their place. Yeah, there's there's one out there. I can't think of the name of it, but I'll try to put it down in the uh, description. Uh, please, because they, um, they, 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 they need all the boost they can get. No, I know, and I, I try <laughs> to promote them every chance I get because when when I found out that Witchbox was no longer available and then I couldn't tell people, hey, because we'd get people to contact us and they would be you know three states away. Right. And I couldn't say, well, just go to Witchbox. Right. Well, I mean, um, and I have to admit, but, don't get me wrong. I know Witch Fox had its issues because you would email people. They would have done change their email sometimes and forget to go back and change it. Well, yeah, I mean, that shit happens. But, you know, but my point is, is there's no directory. There's no complete directory. And there's no way to get all the covens to register. No. And so for the council to do something like that, it's going to take some legwork. Oh, it's going to take some legwork, and which, it's going to take some time. Which is, yeah, that's my other point. It's going to take a lot of time. Well, and, and again, you know, it, this organization is going to have to have certain standards and expectations and make sure that all the people that register with them and become a member of them have that. I think one way that they might be able to get it started. Well, I'm thinking like places like Witch Fox. For something, well, I was going to say for something like that. I think one thing that they could do is start traveling around. And again, it's going to take money. It's going to take time. But they could start traveling around to all the Pagan Pride events, Mm -hmm. the Beltane celebrations, Lunasa celebrations, all these things that happen throughout the country. Start traveling to these events, making it known, hey, this is our goal. We need your help. Right. Set up a little booth saying this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Absolutely. Can we get your information? Yeah. yeah. Here's the standards that we we are pushing. I don't want to say pushing, but. Yeah. yeah, This is is what we're trying to set forth. Yeah. This is what we're trying to set forth. So there is some type of commonality. Right. I mean, just like, you know, just like I was a state back in the day, like when an elder or a temple would actually banish somebody, it was like the phone tree thing was activated. Oh, yeah. 
Everybody knew. All right, and we, and I know a lot of people here is talking about this. I, I'm not talking about like in my state. This wasn't like just here in North Carolina. We're talking like the whole entire eastern seaboard. Right. You know, I know nobody up in New York, but I know I can make a phone call to a couple of people down in South, you know, down in the South. They know people up in New York and they're going to call. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, this was a good thing to keep these sex offenders and these thieves and stuff out of our churches and communities who would take advantage of us. Right. And take advantage of those who would come to us. And I have to blame my generation for this. Us. We, we've dropped the ball on this. We need to do better as a community. We need to stick by our convictions. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there going, hey, go out and accuse everybody of this or that or other. If you're going to accuse somebody of that, you better have some proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you I, ain't got proof. If you ain't got proof. And you make an accusation. You better be ready for the repercussions. Right. Because, I mean, if you claim somebody's a warlock and you don't have proof that they actually broke their word, then this means that you are lying and breaking your word, so therefore you're becoming a warlock too. Right. And then suddenly you're going to be banished for doing that because it's going to seem more like you're doing it out of spite or something like that. I don't understand why people do that in religions anyway, but okay. Because, I mean, as a third-degree high priest, God, somebody please take my job from me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I don't think anybody's going to take your job. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I tried. (laughs) But, no, I like the idea of this council. What about you? I think it could work. I really do. But I'm I'm like you. I'm not sure how to get to that uh, lowest denominator to start building upon right well and and not only that but you're gonna have some resistance and that's understandable so it's gonna be hard to get everybody on board with this idea well i think once you get people on board when when you get a few people on board and you have and people start looking to them going okay i'm going to this which the place you were talking about which fox well, not Witch Fox, the new one. Oh, yeah. The, what's the new one called? I, I don't know. I, I can't think of the name of it offhand. <laughs> but again, I will put it in the description. All right. Well, my point there is they could sit there and go, okay, we've called up. They called up the council and go, okay, is this person on your list? Then we're going to put this check mark here. Right. This blue check mark. Right. To show you that they are listed with this organization. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? And even then, these organizations, like the the website we're talking about, yes. and even like Witch Fox and stuff, they, I don't see why in the world they can't do this. What if they just started to send out, okay, we're going to send out a survey to everybody who listed under groups to get a common denominator. I mean, don't get me wrong. It might be two or three surveys like this. That right somebody might have to do i mean that's not a bad idea right i mean and they had i'm I'm sorry these websites could start doing this sure and vetting people i have no problem with a with a website like this start asking for donations going here's what we're going to do as long as you're up front and honest and telling the community what the world's going on and why you're doing it and when you think it's a good idea and just try it and do it 
But right. I like the idea of one of these websites doing it where they can write stuff up and stuff, you know what I'm saying, and then people can kind of get news stuff there too. Right. And honestly, I, I'm back to that's not a bad idea. I, I, I love this. You know, and I'm sorry if places like this need some money. Hey, start doing some fundraising. <laughs> right. <laughs> start raising that money. Ready for the next topic? Sure. Our own places of worship and supporting your coven. <laughs> you and I were having this conversation not too long ago. Yep. Why don't we have our own places of worship? And I know, I think we briefly touched on this in another episode, but... All right, let's talk about the common behaviors of actual covens, all right? In right. Here's how it's been going since the 80s or 90s normally. Right. Somebody will start a coven. People will start to show up, get trained, whatever. Everybody will start to work together. Right. And everybody's going to this one person's house. Then what happens is that person either gets a new job or something happens and they have to move or they get a different house. And then suddenly the temple just suddenly falls apart as soon as you move from that one spot. Right. Yeah, that does tend to happen. All right. And I think it is because everybody gets used to going to one place, just like your church. You know, when you when you move from one place to another and you're a Christian, you start visiting a few of the churches around when you're going, then you pick one you like and you start going to it. Right. Because they have one central place to go to. Right. And you know where to go. And it's not like I, I can drive up here again where we live. We're way out in the country. Mm hmm. Pretty much, we're we're in rural area, and I can think of one, two, three, four, five to six churches. Nope. Within less than a fifteen minute drive from where we live. Right. Understanding, it takes me what ten, fifteen minutes to drive to a grocery store. Right. <laughs> we don't have these things. I have never seen a church or a building dedicated to one temple or one church. No. And every time, and again, like I said, every time I see this, what happens is something happens and then it all falls apart because you're moving from that building. So what's the problem here? Yeah, I mean, when something like that happens, shouldn't it just, like one of the other coven members say, all right, well, you know what, we, we've lost this location Let's move it to my house. I mean, why can't they do something like that? But wouldn't it be so much easier just to have a building? Right. Or a location but where I, we could all go. I think part of the problem is that these places that we're using, that one house or something, uh, that, that one person keeps on using over and over again, uh -huh. and it's normally a high priest or a priestess right. house that this happens at, is that that place starts to feel like everybody else's house. It right. don't feel like, it, it, it's no longer my dwelling. It's the temple's dwelling. Members and people become attached. Does, am I making sense there? Yeah. Because then it becomes their house too. Right, but that can be picked up and moved. Most people don't realize that. Yeah, it takes some effort. 
Uh, but I think there's some psychological stuff because I've seen temples that do this and then suddenly the temple fo- suddenly fall apart. True. All right. There's something about that move. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And I understand, you know, small temples might have to do this to begin with and then build up money to buy a building or somewhere to do worship. All right. So don't get me wrong there. But if other temples and other people in the community would support these smaller temples, they would be able to buy land to set up a building, a church to where in the world you could go to those churches or those places of worship, those temples, and have your rituals. Am I making sense there? Yeah. Just like, you know, you do at a normal church. Right. But we're not doing that. Why not? Well, I I was going to say that comes down to supporting your coven. Well, supporting your coven, but then you also have this problem in the pagan community at large of, oh, my God, if we're anything like the Christians, it's got to be bad. Right. You know, if anything is suggested where in the world we do organizations or whatever, like the tradi- like Christians do, the community goes freaking nuts. Well. I don't understand that either. I don't either. And it kind of aggravates me because, you know, people say, well, I got into Wicca because it's not an organized religion. Um, Hello? It is an organized it religion. Is. Yes. There is a religious side to all of this. Yes. And if you're going to be a part of that, then why not follow a model that already works? Well, again, I... We know that Christians support their church financially. Yeah, but they they, they love... There's the sense of family in the... Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, there is. I've, I've met these Christians... No, they don't love the building. They love the idea of what the building represents. Right. And I'm sorry, you can actually hear this in when they talk about their church. Right. All right. And again, what help, What I think helps this is a, an actual building dedicated to this worship. I think so, yeah. Because it makes it more stable. It's not, again, I see a lot of these temples where they'll like, go from house to house to kind of share the burden with everybody, Mm -hmm. but it becomes harder because nobody's feeling a sense of community. You're not going to the same spots over and over again. Right. There is something about that. There is. There really is. I mean, like going to work every day, there's a sense of community with you going to work every day and doing, instead of you just sitting at home all day working from home. Right. Am I making any sense there? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. There, even for the people that you don't like in some of these communities, work and stuff like that, most people started getting this idea of, it's my dog, I can kick it, you can't. Right. This is a member of my temple. I can sit there and badmouth them. You're not allowed to because I know them. Right. (laughs) We have the rapport. We can get away with that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, but I think that's what helps this. And this is why in the world these temples a lot of times break apart because situations change in personal lives versus this spiritual life which we're supposed to have. Right. You know, which we need to make more stable. We need to be consistent. There needs to be a consistent spot where people can go to, even if it's just to go there and meditate. Just like, you know, the people doing the Catholic Church. 
the Catholic Church are open all day. Most people can just walk in, sit down, and pray. Right. And nobody bother them. Right. And then get up and leave. And I know a lot of people go, well, you can do this at home and stuff like that. Sometimes being at home does not necessarily lend you to being a correct mindset. No, there is something to be said about walking into a place that's dedicated to that, whether it be, you know, in the, like in the Christian religion where it's dedicated to be a place of worship. Right. And walking into that atmosphere and sitting down on a bench or a pew or a chair or whatever happens to be there and saying a prayer, doing a meditation. Yes, but there's also the, I think there's also psychological triggers there by going to that place of worship, getting out, seeing it over and, and realizing what in the hell you're actually walking into. Right. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Right. It, that that there are is, psychological triggers that put you there that you're not going to get just because you walked into your bedroom and you've got a little altar set up onto the side. Right. As much as it would be, this is where I'm going for an hour a day, once a week, just to do meditation or whatever, right. to get away from everybody. Right. And again, which is needed. But you can't do that. You, you can't do that if it's my house. No. Because what if I'm not home and people want to show up? You can't just leave your door unlocked nowadays. Unfortunately, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we, I think as a community, mm-hmm. and especially these people that are making a whole lot more money off the community, needs to start taking that and putting it back into these smaller temples or their own temples to start building our churches, to start building our places of worship, to have sacred spots every so often to where in the world, yes, it is this generic wooden statue of a man and a woman with places to leave offerings. Right. To where it's kind of nondescript right outside your temple or something. I don't know how to explain that. Right. You know, where maybe you might have one of those quote-unquote eternal flames burning all the time. You know, so people can light incense and leave it for the gods and do prayers and just to get away from the regular mundane life. Right. I mean, I I would love to have a place like that. I I don't know. It would be so nice. It, yes. And I mean, I don't think this would actually take a lot. I mean, I'm sorry. Christians run big mega churches all the time and stuff like this. I do not see why in the world we should ignore structures that have been proven or ways to organize religion just because it's from this other religion. Right. We take everything else from everybody else anyway. I mean, right. God, I mean, <laughs> listen to them on TikTok. Everything was us. We had all the ideas. It's all us. <laughs> but I think that's a different rant. I think so, yeah. I think I'm out of coffee. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres 
And so it is the end of our days. So walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days. So walk with me till morning.